Are you ready to buy or sell your home? The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Welcome to the WRAL Daily Download. I'm your host, Allie Ingersoll. St. Augustine's University is facing a financial crisis. There's a $7.9 million tax lien, unpaid debts. The school's accreditation is at risk. The university's interim president is admitting now that the school is in a, quote, very dire situation, but maintains that it will not shut down. My colleague, Matt Talhelm, joins me today to catch us up to speed on everything that's happening with this situation. Thanks so much for being here, Matt. Glad to be here. So first off, let's start with what's going on with their finances. How dire is this situation? Well, the president, the interim president of the university, addressed those questions head on on Monday for the first time since all of this really came to light. We know from what we've learned over the last few months from emails that were sent out to staff that there have been at least three different times that university staff members were not paid on time, including as recently as February 9th. And from all the accounts, this has been going on here for a couple months, and it is a dire situation. The interim president himself even said, we are in dire risk of having these financial troubles continue. He said that the university has now paid what uh, was owed to people from their staff members from back on February 9th payroll. But he also said, we can't guarantee that we're going to meet payroll again and that this is not going to continue to be a problem here. So it sounds if you're an outsider looking in on this, it sounds like a very dire financial situation. So they just got paid this one time. Did he talk about back pay or any other situations? And how are the faculty and staff affected in all of these ways? Yeah, he did say that they will make sure that anyone who is owed money, any of the faculty members, staff members, the people that keep the institution going, they will be paid. Um, One of the things he did say is that a lot of the community has really rallied around the staff members if there are some who maybe are struggling a little bit more. He says they've had people drop off gas gift cards to make sure that people can pay to their fill their gas tank to get to work if they aren't getting their paycheck from the university. Um, we do know, he said, that they everyone was paid on their February 9th payroll. They were paid this past Friday, so uh, a week late. And again, their next payroll will be coming up here soon. And it's not sure, and they're not certain if they'll be able to meet that payroll because of these financial challenges. But the the community has really rallied around the, the people there. We had several people that showed up at the end of the interim president's press conference on Monday, and, and they had their signs, you know, show support, we love you, St. Augs. Um, so there, there is some support out there. But at the end of the day, it's up to the university to pay the people that are working for them. So just to backtrack a tiny bit here, how exactly did they get in this situation where their financials are really out of whack? And that still remains a, a big question here. It does seem like this is something that happened over time. And interim president Marcus Burgess actually said, you know, the issues that we face today did not begin yesterday. And one of the things that the university is doing now is they have hired a financial consultant to come in and take a look at everything and create a financial plan going forward. They've also brought in some uh, auditors. Uh, to take a look, a forensic audit to determine how these financial issues developed. Uh, they Back in uh, the fall, 
the university took out a $7 million line of credit loan. And that's what we've figured out from documents that are public record. And he did say that they've got about $4.5 million of that $7 million here because they needed to cash flow. They needed to make their payments, to pay their people, to pay what uh, needs to be done to keep the university going. So uh, that'll all be determined here. That forensic audit especially will really take a look at the finances and, and how did this get to here. But we do know there's been leadership issues for months now, if not going back more than a year or two. And since this is a university, it's obviously not just about faculty and staff. There are students whose education mm-hmm. is on the line. So how are the students being impacted? Yeah, we, we heard from some parents of students at St. Augustine's who said that it, their children have not gotten the financial aid refunds that they were owed. And, uh, and so you see that that money is, is trickling down to having a problem with the students as well. We did hear from the Student Government Association president during the press conference on Monday. She stood next to the interim president there and and broke down in tears, got really emotional saying that she chose to come here. Like this is, or this is where she uh, wanted to be and that the university opened its arms to her and and she doesn't see herself anywhere else, but she understands too, like this, that these issues do affect the students. And um, so some of the students even said that they weren't getting their money, but some of them also understand they owe the university money. That this is not just you're not just going to college for free. And the university hadn't been uh, maybe keeping account as much as they should of collecting the money owed from the students as well. So it it does seem like it's an issue that's been going on for a while, but at the end of the day, it it does affect every student that walks on the campus there of if they can go to a class, if it's going to be maintained, if the buildings are maintained. Um, So these are things that affect them every day. And you briefly just touched on this about that moment during Monday's press conference when you asked the two student representatives to kind of share their thoughts because they are being affected by this. And it was this very emotional mm-hmm. moment, not only for that student, but then following it for the interim president. He had some emotions as well. Can you share some of what they both said? Yeah. Uh, Ariana White, who is the Student Government Association president, um, one of the things she said is, you know, it's not always where you start, it's where you finish. And so they're standing by, they're standing behind their university. She uh, talked about how she came to to the university. They accepted her because she didn't have the greatest grades in high school and, and maybe wouldn't have gotten into a lot of different uh, other schools. And so she really defended the university and said, you know, I can't imagine going anywhere else. And She's hoping to be able to graduate with an accredited university degree at the end of this this school year. And um, that's one of the big things that they're fighting for is to make sure they maintain the accreditation that allows them to issue those degrees. Um, so the president, the interim president, also got emotional saying, you know, he, he came here too, knowing this was going to be a challenge. Uh, he is here to raise money. He is here to get the community support and to to right this ship that has been in, in the wrong direction here, it seems like. So it does seem like everyone is on board with this effort in this mission. It, it just looks like such an uphill challenge from the outside. And to his credit, he stood there for 30, mm-hmm. 35 minutes, 35 minutes yeah. and took a number of questions from the media. He decided to answer these questions and really hit them head on. Right. And that was something we were trying to get at last week when we first found out about the university staff not being paid. And this message that went out, it was an email from the interim president that said, 
you know, we, we won't be able to make our payroll at this time. Uh, you know, we apologize for the uh, continued delay um, and that they were trying to get money from le- selling some of the land. And it, it just was a, this very cold kind of vague message, I guess if you could say. If you get that as an employee, you think about it, your boss sends you an email saying, you're not going to get paid on time. And we're trying to figure out some things. And it, it, it didn't give a clear direction. And so he took these questions today, you know, maybe a couple of days later than we would have hoped that he did. And But he did answer everything. I mean, 35 minutes of it, there there seemed to be no question that he turned away. He, he did not say no comment ever. He, he answered them. And, and it made some admissions that, you know, that there are going to be job cuts. They are expecting a smaller incoming freshman class next year because of these uh, these challenges. So, and even admitted they may not make the next payroll. And so I felt like he was very open with it. And they're trying to understand what's going on here. And regarding that email, he actually said that that was something a coward does. He was like, I uh-huh. should be looking them in the eye and telling them this, which I thought was really fascinating. Right. You don't always hear that kind of openness and uh, from a, a leader of a major university like that. So I did feel like he took the questions head on and answered them in as best as he could. And it sounds like there is just a lot to untangle. He only came into this position as interim president in December after the board fired the previous president. So he's in he's new to this. It's two months in here and he's still trying to figure out how do you move this forward? There's a lot to untangle and we'll talk about that more after this break. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. Now, finances are only just part of this issue. Matt, can you discuss what's going on with enrollment over at St. Augustine's too? Yeah, their enrollment, as um, you well know here from a lot of the the data tracker work that you're doing, uh, enrollment at St. Augustine's is right around 1,100 students at this point. That's down from 1,400 a decade ago. Um, But it's not as bad of a drop. I mean, that sounds like a, a a lot of students to lose, but it's not as bad of a drop as many of the other HBCUs in North Carolina and and even across the country. Um, nationally, the average is about 16% decrease in enrollment um, nationwide for HBCUs. Six out of the state's 10 largest HBCUs have actually seen a greater decreases in enrollment. So there there are some struggling ones here, but you know St. Augustine's is is not among the worst of the worst, I guess you could say. And one of the things that the, that the interim president said, you know, this is a problem nationwide. This is not the only HBCU that is struggling. And there's been others in our own state and, and across the country that have seen this kind of, same kind of challenge. 
Yeah, because students do equal money because that's then tuition. So that mm-hmm. can really add up. Um, several months ago, the football coach and the former president made some allegations, raised questions about how the university is being run. Can you talk about some of what they were both saying? And are those allegations somehow related to what we're discussing now? Right. It, it doesn't paint a picture that there have been leadership issues at the university in previous leadership. Um, the Howard Feggins, who is the fired head football coach, you know, he did make some allegations including some involving financial issues. He even said that the university couldn't pay the laundry bill for players' uniforms um, and couldn't afford campus visits for recruits. So you started to see that financial challenges, some of those challenges when he spoke about that uh, back in the early part of the fall. And then he is now suing the university. We should mention that he has filed a lawsuit against the university. So there, he is taking it that step. And then in December um, of 2023, Christine McPhail, who was the previous president, she was fired. The board fired her kind of uh, overnight. They had met and discussed all this and then called her and said, you're no longer the president of the university. She has filed a discrimination complaint alleging that the university's board created this hostile workplace. And and she had really been fired in November, but didn't find out about it until Mm -hmm. December 5th, I believe was the actual date. So it it paints this picture that there have been leadership issues within this university for some time. And now it's all sort of coming to light here. And there are questions that you've been asking. You've been looking at records and stuff. And so a lot of outstanding questions we still have here. So who, aside from journalists, who is looking into the university and how are they trying to respond to these issues with athletics and financial issues and enrollment and stuff like that? Yeah. So the Southern Association of Colleges and Schools Commission on Colleges, they are the accrediting organization for St. Augustine's. And back in December, they put the university on probation, essentially, for their accreditation. They did not revoke their accreditation. It still remains an accredited university, but it is on probation as it appeals this uh, process here with this board. Um, But one of the big things, several of the big issues, actually, that were brought up by the Southern Association of Colleges is financial. They involve financial documents, not meeting requirements there, not meeting requirements when it comes to financial responsibility, um, control of finances. So you see that a lot of these issues were being looked into by this uh, association that does the accreditation. And what we did learn from the interim president during the press conference on Monday is that he is actually heading to Atlanta and he will be there to defend the university's appeal of that decision to revoke its, uh, remove its accreditation. That appeal process is happening Tuesday. There will be a hearing in which he'll get to defend their appeal. He can only do that up to the December steps that they took as of December when this uh, association voted to remove its accreditation. So anything that has come after that, any of the changes he has made as interim president, he can't really discuss with them. And that's when they've started to try to turn things around. So it's going to be a struggle to try to appeal this and for the university to win. They'll have from seven days from Tuesdays when they expect to find out if their accreditation appeal has been met or if their accreditation is removed. But there is a process after that. The interim president did say that if they do you lose their accreditation, the university will sue. They'll fire, file a legal challenge. That, of course, takes money, and they're, they're really doing a lot of fundraising to keep and fight for this accreditation. 
So that kind of leaves these next couple questions up in the air, right? Like, are students certain that they'll be at SAU next year? And will there even be an SAU next year? The interim president, very clear that this university is not shutting down. I specifically said and asked him, how close is the university to shutting down? And while we didn't get a direct answer of, of you know, we are a day or two away because of our financials or, or something like that, he said the university is not shutting down any that that would happen. If that would have to happen, it would be years, he said. He still made an appeal to students to come here to the university next year. They, again, do expect a smaller incoming freshman class, but they're not shutting the doors. And the faculty members, there were more than a dozen or, or close to two dozen even that were there. They cheered him on, cheered on the students. And, and they're confident that this university uh, is going to keep going. I mean, it's been there since for 157 years at this point. So they're confident it's going to keep going, even though they are struggling right now. Well, thank you so much, Matt, for joining us to just talk about this. A lot of other things to dig into here. So we'll continue following the story as you follow along as well. And thank you for listening to the WRAL Daily Download. If you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more podcasts from WRAL News at WRAL.com. Just search podcast. From sports to true crime, there are plenty of shows to keep you informed and entertained. Thanks for listening. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.